Hey, sis. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. Now, real quick before we get into the show, did you know that this podcast is a spinoff from a book that I wrote? Yes. Mom Keys to Mental Peace, 12 Tips to Become a Healthy Mom and Raise Healthy Children. In this book, I share my story about how I identified toxic patterns of thinking about life and motherhood. I share how God helped me to transform by the renewal of my mind. I didn't want to keep this revelation to myself, so I packaged it in a book to share how you can transform your mindset and lifestyle too. This book is for anyone who desires to break unhealthy generational patterns in their family, want to build healthier and stronger relationships with their children, or for anyone who wants to overcome the battle of negative thoughts in their mind. After reading this book, you will learn how to gain confidence in who you are as a mother, handle unhealthy thinking patterns when they appear in your mind, and position yourself to achieve mom-life balance. This book is available wherever books are sold, and the link will be in the show notes. Now let's get to the show. There is nothing worse than increasing your financial bag only to lose it because of poor money habits. It's important for you to learn how to manage your finances and avoid costly mistakes. Get ready to level up your financial literacy skills at the Don't Fumble the Bag Financial Literacy event being held on Saturday, July 8, 2023. This in-person event will take place in Sanford, North Carolina, surrounding cities like Raleigh, Fayetteville, and Greensboro are welcome. Join us for a fun and interactive day filled with expert speakers, informative workshops, and practical tips on how to manage your money wisely. You will learn about establishing a healthy money mindset, budgeting, saving, investing, and more. Breakfast and lunch will be provided. Don't miss out on this opportunity to gain valuable knowledge and skills that will help you achieve your financial goals. Register now and secure your spot at this must-attend event. Search Don't Fumble the Bag on eventbrite.com or click the link in the show notes to register. Hope to see you there. Well, hello. How are you? Welcome. Thank you. I am really blessed and I am enjoying this season in my life. I am truly, I find myself at night or just have a moment throughout the day where I just pause and I'm like, thank you so much, God. You know? Yes. I remember when I was younger, my grandma, she had told me, she was like, you know, when you're in different places in your life, you're either about to go into a mountain, inside of a mountain, or just coming out of one. And I feel like I'm just coming out of one. So I'm really just enjoying every part of things that feel good and that are healthy. So um, mm-hmm. it's 
my, my little six month old. She turned six month old today, six months old today. And so I've just been living my best little life. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. All right. Let me press record real quick on my end and we'll jump in. You're dropping gems already <laughs> for our introduction. Give me one second. All right, you all. So welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I am your host, Tari Kaya Allen Butler. I teach millennial moms how to make over their mindsets and level up their lifestyle in family, finances, and fitness. Join me every Tuesday at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. You will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your life goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire. Ready to level up? Let's do it. All right. So, yes. I'm I'm excited. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Thank you, girl. I've been practicing that thing and I haven't got it to where I can read it by heart yet, but we're working. (laughs) So, yes, you already kind of gave a short intro. If you can, um, real quick for our new guests hopping on, your name, um, where you're from, and you're a new mommy. And let us know again how old your new baby is. (laughs) So, my name is Chiquita Millette, and I am a money mindset coach. I help shift the way we think about money and help you take a look in the rearview mirror to uncover why you have the relationship that you have with money. Um, I'm from the small town of Sanford, North Carolina. So I used to say years ago, oh, it's got like a Walmart and two lights. You'll kind of yeah. I threw it blank and you'll miss it. But I have to be honest, like the last couple of years, Sanford is really growing. It's really Listen, growing. trying, girl. <laughs> yeah, really growing. I think it's just because it's in between, you know, our capital Raleigh and then Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. All town uh, in Sanford. Uh, my my family's in ministry, so we've been very involved in like the community and outreach. Um, and so, you know, I've just taken that in every aspect of my life and in every part of my career. And yes, I'm a new mommy. So I have a little girl named Bailey and she is six months old today. And so we've been celebrating today like, hey, girls, half your birthday. <laughs> it's a big milestone. It is. It's like the moment to you in mommy life. So congratulations. (laughs) It's been like the biggest shift and it's like the best thing. I'm like, God, thank you so much. Like the biggest blessing ever. And it's funny because anybody that really, you know, for most of my life, I didn't want children. Mm -hmm. I see that for myself. And I'm like, what the heck was I thinking? It's just just like the best thing ever. So <laughs> yes, it is so rewarding and she is so cute. And I know like you have a huge support system um, for your family. So I know any new baby, any newcomer is just overloaded with love. <laughs> so I'm sure that helps. Yeah, it's a big ball of love. So when I was pregnant, it was about four or five of us that were pregnant, kind of really close together. Mm-hmm have all these new babies and all of them are girls. And so we are just loving on the girls. And it's so cute because my generation, there's four or five girls before we had a boy as well. So Aaron is our oldest boy. And so it's kind of like the next generation's following that trend. All these girls. And I'm like, I can't wait until, you know, more of the girls get married and more of the boys get married and we have more kids and and get some. Right. But it's, it's been, it's been such a blessing. The circle of life. I love it. So I am excited about today's talk. I'm here for all things savings when it comes to financial literacy. 
Um, I do love how I feel like the Black community, especially millennials today, are starting to get more of an interest in, you know, getting our money together, handling our finances a little better, and accumulating wealth to where we can pass on to our children. Like, that's my whole overall goal for this money mindset shift. And I love your whole mission. You have definitely played a part in um, my money literacy um, that I have, you know, that foundational. So I definitely wanted to bring you onto my platform to share with my audience some of the, you know, we were talking yesterday, it's like basic money one-on-one, you know, finances. So we're into investing, you hear about all the Bitcoins and large savings and all that. But today we're going to talk about that basic foundation of money. So savings, it can be a a scary thing for some people. I know for me, I shied away, but why should we save? Why is saving so important for us, especially today? And I love you saying, you know, it could be a big thing for some people when you shot away because so many people are, I think I've, I'm ran into so many people are in, are in debt uh, so mm-hmm. much. Like I just can't save um, or they have tried every new saving techniques that launched at the beginning of the new year. And it works for a couple of weeks or a couple of months and then an emergency pops up and then the whole savings technique that they're trying, it goes out of the window. Um, yeah. And so it's, it, it's a big challenge for, for a lot of people. And you're right. It is the foundation. We were talking yesterday how uh, there's many ways to build wealth, many ways to have multiple streams of income and to make money. And you'll see all of that, you know, on the internet, but mm-hmm. it's a basic foundation that we all have to get to in order to get to the place where we can start building wealth for our families and doing, like you said, leaving inheritance to our children, right. children's children. And so saving and getting out of debt is the basics. And so I'm really happy that we get to have that conversation today. Why is it important? Uh, the biggest thing that, the, well, the, I would say the latest thing that we saw is, you know, we're still going through this pandemic with Corona. Mm-hmm. For 40 plus million Americans, uh, jobs were impacted by Corona and, you know, Prior to the pandemic, a lot of people, they kind of took that traditional route route of getting a job, staying at this company for a long time, um, getting all the benefits, you know, waiting for their raises every year, providing for their families, saving, you know, just doing the traditional thing that worked. And then boom, the pandemic hit and so many people's jobs were impacted. So many people lost their jobs. And if you didn't have a savings, if you couldn't reach back and pull some money out, and your family, you were in big trouble. And unfortunately, a lot of us were in a lot of trouble. And so if we didn't really take savings as important as we should have before the pandemic, a lot of people now see how important it is. You save for times like that. You know, it's bigger yeah. than for a vacation or saving for the next big purchase. But you want to be able to go to sleep at night mm-hmm. and not have to worry about if something pops up that you didn't plan for that you don't have the money to take care of it, right? Like the bills are paid, the kids are good, we're living within our means, we have this cushion where in case something happens and then boom, the pandemic happens, you're able to take that money, take care of your bills, do what you need to do and keep it moving. Um, We also saw that, you know, most of your financial coaches and experts, you'd hear in the financial field, you know, save money for a rainy day, save up to, you know, up to three to six months of your expenses in your savings account. Uh, and now you're here, some of those financial experts saying we should save more than three months. Mm-hmm. 
liked it for so long and it took people a long time to kind of, you know, hop back from that. So it's all kind of growing and changing. But the most important thing is you want to have that cushion. Things happen. Life happened. Unfortunately, you know, people die. People lose jobs. I mean, things happen. If you don't have that cushion, if you can't reach back to pull from it, to take care of your family, continue to move forward, uh, we can be in big trouble. And I think that's so important is that we should have that and have those basics and foundations in place. So we can have the next level conversations because I really believe we should be at this point having the next level conversations. Let's talk, yeah. let's talk about NFTs and crypto and investing and stocks. Let's talk about all of that. But we can't get there because we have to get the basics down packed. So I'm ready for us to move beyond, you know, our our basic foundation so we can get into that building wealth. But we have to do this in order to get to that next step. Definitely, girl. Yes. Gems, gems. I agree with all of that. And personally, you know, I'm all about being transparent on my platform, but my family did experience job loss, you know, around that time. And luckily, two years prior to 2020, so about 2018 is when I got serious about my savings. And we were prepared, you know, for that. Now, it didn't feel, and I got so into it that I was like, oh, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to keep dipping in it. Like, <laughs> We need to do something, you know, to get it back up there. So my whole mindset shifted my view for the savings before it was like, ooh, I got an extra thousand dollars. Let me just get, you know, a hundred here and I'm gonna put it back later. That 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 went out of my mind completely, especially being in the emergency, being in the job loss. Yeah. And it's like, okay, these things are due. That cause listen, bills do not stop. We all know that in adult in life. It don't matter what's going on. Whenever that bill is due, it's still coming up and the months are still rolling. So I definitely can say I benefited from the knowledge that you gave on the importance of savings and, you know, executing that plan, not just sitting on the knowledge, but executing it. And um, it did benefit my family. So I know you did touch briefly on like, and this was me too. So if you're someone who feels like, girl, I ain't got enough money to save. <laughs> By the time I pay all my bills, you know, I barely have anything left. Um, what advice <laughs> would you give or what are some common reasons you hear people say they can't save? The most common reason that I hear is people say, I need more money. I can't save because yeah. I need more money. And so I'm really glad that you brought that up. I have some some resources. I did some searching back in like 2019, right before the pandemic, and I was looking at um, the world's highest income earners and looking at some some data and some statistics. And so I want to share a couple of those kind of transition yeah. that around. You really don't need more money. You just need to manage what you have better um, because mm. we're always going to be chasing the bag. We're always going to want the promotion. We're always going to want more. But the truth is, yep. yeah, I remember when I was a, a banker and in a, working in an affluent area and I worked with people, you know, who made millions of dollars. And these people were in, they had a million dollars coming in, but they definitely were spending $3 million coming out. Listen. You know, it's really not about making more money. And of course, we all want to have multiple streams of income. You want to continue to increase your income as well. But the, the goal is, is, how do I manage what I have better? Because you can't save and you can get out of debt with just managing what you currently have. Um, 
So I want to read a couple of those. And so this is a little, I don't want to say a little outdated, but I haven't looked up the uh, source again since MSN money since the pandemic. So this is all like 2019, right before the pandemic. So uh, if you made $1,500 last year, so this would have been 2018 because I looked this up in 2019. So if you made $1,500 last year, you're in the top 20% of the world's income earner. Okay. Wow. Yeah, the world. If you earn $25,000 or more annually, you are in the top 10% of the world's income earners. We're talking about the world. The world. The world. Okay. If you have any money saved, a hobby that requires some equipment or supplies, a variety of clothes in your closet, two cars in any condition, and live in your own home, you are in the top 5% of the world's wealthiest right wow so we're having this conversation about i need more money but according to data and statistics we are some of the wealthiest people in the world wow it was funny i saw this let me see if i can find this and this is around that same time and this was a a course it says if in 2001 if you bought 399 dollars of apple stock instead of Buying the original iPad in 2000, mm. today that stock would have been worth over $62,000, right? So it's just a matter of, we don't really have to focus so much on, I got to get more money, I got to get more money to start saving. We just have to manage what we have better. And so I, I went, and so me, this was right before, uh, a few years ago, before I actually started getting really serious about doing financial coaching, I was looking around, I was in church and I was looking around, I was like, you know, I just had a moment. And I was mm-hmm. like, I was struggling. Like, God is not missing something. Uh, he didn't leave something out. We're just missing something. And so I, I remember going home. I remember praying. And we used to do, you know, we do a corporate fast again the, the year. And it was one of the things I added to one of my days. I did a corporate fast. But God took me on a series of months of like revealing things to me. And so mm. what to revealed to me was this Chiquita, I don't, I don't turn my wealth over to the best, the best choir director or the most excited usher, you know, yeah. I give my money to the person who manages it the most. And so, you know, he started uncovering scriptures to me and, and revealing things to me, connecting me with people where we kind of were un, uncovering this whole mindset shift and why people are really struggling with their finances. And it all really boils down to that. We really have to shift our mindset. We really have to know how to save our money and do it the way, you know, I'm, I'm you know, what I teach is faith-based. Uh, do it the way that God says we should we should do it. There's a, a you can go on Google, you can find many ways to do a lot of things. Um, and, and some of those things will work and some of those things will not. Um, but one thing that's guaranteed is if you do it God's way, you're definitely gonna get the outcome that you're looking for. And so God revealed to me, you know, very simple, easy ABC one, two, three step for us to save money and get out of debt. And it's like it hits you right in the face, like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. we I could have been been doing this kind of how God is, right? It's like everything he asks us to do is really simple. We just kind of battle with our own mindset, our own challenges. It's, like, it's us. <laughs> yeah, own things from the past that get in the, you know, that get in the way. Um, you know, and so I just, I went on this journey of just sharing those very simple ABC one, two, three technique that anybody can do uh, and, and it'll help you start saving. It's not a get rich quick scheme. You're not going to become wealthy overnight. 
Um, and the Bible talks about that. Uh, but what I can say is if you stick to the process, you'll, you'll look back and God forbid if something pops up that you didn't plan for, you'll have that cushion. And if you stay with the process, you'll get out of debt. And then you can have those next level conversations and have those conversations with your financial advisors and experts about how can I build wealth for my family? How can I start investing? How can I take things to the next level? Yes, definitely. And all of those reasons you said, I've definitely, you know, been that person. And I've been keeping track of my expenses this month. And I I do overspend. <laughs> I do overspend. I saw my areas with like food. And I've been traveling this year too. So Good. I had to, you know, and I've enjoyed myself. I'm not gonna lie. I have. But um, I was listening to a podcast not too long ago because a big dream is, you know, to have a, a home for my family. Yeah. And, you know, I was looking at, you know, the money I spent on trips and I was like, you know, that could have went towards the down payment of my home or something like that. But it's it's all good. It is what it is. But just that visual really is what helped me. That's the whole point of what I'm getting at. The visual of tracking my expenses and seeing where it's going while I'm sitting here saying I can't, but I can. It's just a matter of um, planning that money out and, and, and sending it. Now, I do have a foundation and I'm, I'm biblical as well. My principles for my money. So I save 10% and tithe 10%. If I don't do anything else, that's been the pattern I've been doing. Now, anything extra, you know, that's you know, up to me in personal accounts. But again, that basic foundation, tithe 10% and save 10%. And that is what helped me to be prepared um, during the pandemic, just doing that for two years. So it may be a small amount. You may feel like, what is this going to do? But if you leave it there <laughs> and watch it grow when you need it, it, it is beneficial. So I know that saving money can seem overwhelming to some people, especially when they have a number in mind, like 5,000, 10,000, and they're looking at their income and the math just ain't mathing. So <laughs> if saving seems overwhelming, what are some ways that people can break it down to make it a little more achievable to them? Yeah. So I, I talk about this, especially um, at the end of every year, I like to do a challenge. I like to kind of involve uh, church family and my social media family along with me. Uh, and we usually shoot for a big amount and we talk about, well, how do we break that down? How we make that realistic and how do we achieve it? And so I love to go through that. So the first thing I recommend is doing exactly what you did. I always say at the very least, look at your previous month or two to three, but at the very least, look at your previous month expenses. Like I know it's, yeah. you know, it's something we don't want to do. You don't want to print state. We don't want to look down, but it's worth sitting down. Yeah going through it and putting it in the different categories, right? So eating out, medical expenses, bills, credit card debt, you know, all of, you know, get your categories together and actually write it down. Okay. Just do that. Take the time and sit down. Right. Once you do it, you'll probably have that eye-opening experience like you did. Like, wow, I'm spending way too much money on food or way too much money on this. And I didn't realize I was wasting money or I could be saving so much more. And I would say, have a moment where it's your eyes are opening, but don't sit there for too long and beat yourself. Yeah. We've all been guilty of it, right? And saving money shouldn't be, it shouldn't be something where like, it's exhausting and yeah. like you can't achieve it and you're unhappy because you're tracking your money all day, every day. It just, it should not be that way, right? Right. You just, 
all adjustments and then be realistic with your family. Right. So, uh, for example, um, I travel a lot. It's very hard for me to uh, cook the meals and, you know, not eat out. So I had to be realistic. This area in my finances, in my budget is going to be larger than what I want it to be. Right. So what I did is I just tweaked it in other areas. Right. So you have to kind of make those adjustments uh, depending on your household and your in your lifestyle. So take that month, at least two to three, but at least take that and look at it. Once you do that, set a little goal. So if you're spending, for example, I don't know, eight hundred dollars a month and eating out and you wanted to look at six hundred dollars a month, you know, make your adjustments. So once you sat down, fine, cool, we can move to the next step. After you actually look at your budget and figure that out, I want you to actually find a bank that you do not bank at. So if your mm-hmm. private is, I don't know, Bank of America, I want you to go look at a, a completely different bank. This is just my suggestion. This is what worked for me. Find another bank um, and, and go in and have conversations with the bankers and talk about their savings account with the offering and benefits. So once you find an, an additional bank, I want you to open up the savings account there. And then I want you to have a conversation with yourself and decide how much money do I want to save, right? So do you want to save, you know, $2,000 in in six months, right? Which would be about $77 a week. Um, Do you want to do $1,000 for a year, about 20 bucks a week? Do you want to do $10,000 in a year? That's about $27.40 a day, right? So whatever you want Mm -hmm. that um, and you want to have this conversation with the banker. You want to say, hey, I want to open up the savings account. And my goal is to save $10,000, you know, for the year. And I want to have X amount of dollars moved from my primary checking account to this savings account each week. I am a supporter of doing it weekly for a okay. One, I know that most, some people don't get paid weekly. Some people get paid bi-weekly and they get paid monthly. I like to do it weekly, have the money move weekly because you're less likely to fill it, right? So mm-hmm. if I'm having $26 moved or $77 moved once a week, I'm less likely to feel that once a week than waiting to the end of the month and then having it all moved at one time, right? So the same amount of money is being moved. You're just less likely to kind of feel it, right? So even mm-hmm. if you're getting paid weekly, uh, weekly, that's completely fine. Still have the transfer set up, right? So most banks do these internal and external transfers for free. So they would move the money for you, right? So you'll just tell them, I want... moved every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, or the 13th, the 15th, the 5th. They'll explain to you how the system works. And they will move the money into the account for you. When you have this additional account open, there's a couple things I recommend. Do not get a debit card attached to Mm -hmm. the Try not to do online banking. I don't want you to see it. I don't want you to think about it. I want this money every time you get paid or every every week to be moved into this account. And I want you to continue to live your life and forget this money's there, right? Unless it's an emergency. And that's a whole different conversation of talking about what a true emergency is versus what we consider an emergency. And I was sharing with you yesterday, I was like, some people think, you know, like your your car repairs are an emergency, but they're not. We should already be saving for our car repairs. So that's a whole different conversation. Right. But making sure that you don't dip into the money, that you're not thinking about it, you're not looking at it every day, you're not tempted to use a debit card to take the money out of this additional account. 
Um, of course, if you want to have it moved from your checking account to have the transfer set up, you can do that. You can talk to your employer. Sometimes the employers will do the direct deposit for you and you can have it have the money direct deposited into you know this account, whichever way the goal is, is to have it have it set up automatically without you. So right. I'm the biggest supporter of saving, but the truth is I'm the worst saver. <laughs> I have to take the money out of my account and move it into this additional account. It's not happening. So no. I let the banks do it. I let the automated systems work for me. So when I get paid, I have all these accounts, right? When I get paid, Tari, my money is just getting moved automatically. Mm-hmm. Off. The only thing that's left in my checking account is for me to spend. This money is going in the bill account. This money is going in the savings account. Yeah vacation savings account this money is going into bailey's account like everything's being moved so whatever's left in my checking account that's all i have to spend so i don't have to worry about moving the money right and the only time i make those adjustments is if there's a life change right my income change or something like that and i'll go in and make um make the changes um so once you get once you get the the account set up and you have the transfer set up it's a little bit of work to do at the on the very front end but then after that all you're doing is sitting back and working and focusing on your family, enjoying that, you know, you have some money being set aside and a little bit of adjustment at first, but you get really used to it. You get used to it because you don't see the money, right? The truth is, is Tari, I can spend $20, $25 a day and not feel it. Yes. I can right now go to go to Chick-fil-A, <laughs> get me and, and a couple of my friends some food, spend $25 easily and not even think about it. Like, and I can do that every day. So why not just go ahead and have that money automatically being moved and I don't feel it. But now if you tell me, well, you know, I want you to move, you know, $100, $400, $500 in the month, I might feel that right, a little bit more than I would if it's just being moved, you know, each week. Um, so that's kind of like the technique that I teach is let's just let the automated systems work. Get the account set up at a bank that's not your primary bank. So you're not thinking about it. You're not seeing it. Don't do online banking. Don't do a debit card. So you're not tempted to touch it. Let the systems do its own work. Let the money go ahead and automatically be saved. And then at the end of the month, let's at the end of the year, let's celebrate together that we've saved $10,000, that we've saved $3,000, that we've saved yeah. And let's have a plan for that money. So are we saving it because in a couple of years we want to buy, our, we want to put a down payment on our first home? You know, are we saving it because we want to take a big chunk of money and pay off some debt? You know, to to mm-hmm. what is the goal? Um, the, but that's that has worked. It's simple and it works. Yes, definitely. Look, I, <laughs> I'm all for simple. I'm all for simple. And y'all, like I was sharing before these are the basic tips that i learned you know back in 2018 that have positioned me and my bank account for my family um and my husband too you know as a whole we're applying these tips and moving along together so like i said this thing is generational we even talk to our kids about um savings you know my oldest son he's 12 he's on a trip now we gave him some cash you know we talked about what to do so if you don't know and that's the thing sometimes it's just that we don't know yeah. sometimes we just need the information and it will help you feel a lot more comfortable so if savings and multiple savings account is something that's foreign to you like you probably saw your family hold money in the shoebox or under the bed so the idea of having you know savings accounts in different places for different reasons that could be intimidating or overwhelming for you but 
like you know, she said, the information is out there. There are your financial gurus. Um, there's ways to do it biblically and you know, beneficial for your family. So thank you for I hope y'all had y'all pens and notepads out. I should have told y'all to get them before. But if you have not, please, uh oh, please grab them because so much good information. I'm mad I don't have mine over here. I'm gonna have to replay this. Y'all yeah. catch the replay. <laughs> you mentioned something about, you know, you, you might have seen your, your family members put money in a shoebox, you know, under the bed. And, you know, I, I want to just put this plug in here about, you know, purchasing my ebook. It's a quick read, it's a very short 45 minute quick, quick read. Um, and it talks about that you have to pause for a moment and look in the rearview mirror and figure out, like, what did the community mm-hmm. brought up about money? What did you see mom and dad do about money? What What did you see on TV? What were you hearing? You know, all, all of those shape our relationship with money. And more than likely, whatever you saw growing up, whatever that looked like with money is now showing up in your adult life. And so mm-hmm. in deal with that we have to take a step back and figure out why can't I save money yes so much money and so in my ebook I talked about how like when I was growing up we had a lot of fast money coming in a lot of fast money going out we would go you know back then Myrtle Beach was like the spot you know (laughs) that was the vacation spot and we would go we'd eat out we used to go like almost every weekend every the weekend we would all the time we would just I never heard in my I never heard in my household um, you can't have it because we don't have the money or no. this. So we're going to have to do this as a family. We just didn't have those conversations. I didn't see that. All I knew was we ate a lot. We went out a lot. We did a lot of entertainment. And then on Sundays, we would get with my entire family would get together and we would spend money buying food and we would just eat at my grandma's house and have a good time. And so it made sense when I became an adult that like, 70% yeah. of my money was going to food and entertainment because that was my childhood. That was my relationship with money. That's what I saw growing up. And so I, you know, I did, it was funny because, you know, I light bill was due and credit card bills to do. And I'm sitting here at Ruby Tuesdays ordering the New Orleans seafood meal, right? <laughs> Girl, so what are you doing? Extra sauce and appetizer. Cause I'm going to eat good. Oh, do we grow up together? I'm suffering, but I'm going to swipe this credit card. Like who finances meals? Like I was really out here financing meals and debt. Like, but that it explained it. And so we have to, you know, if you want to know what, why can't I get it together? Take a minute and pause, look in the rearview mirror, because that will paint the picture as to why you, you know, what's showing up right now in your adult life with your money. Um, And there's so many reasons and so many things, but, you know, I mean, you know, are we are we being honest with our spouses about, you know, our money? Are we sitting down as a family and talking about, you know, our goals? Are, are we talking about what's realistic? You know, how, you know, if you're, you know, I'm a supporter if you're married, that you, you really should be doing it together. Yes. You know, I just, there's just so many conversations and so much to unpack there. But, you know, a lot of it is just because of what we, what we experienced when we were growing up. And so if you really want to start, that's like where you really start. Let's yeah. Let's unpack that. And then once you understand it, like once you understand why you made decisions that you made with your money, you're aware of it. So when you catch yourself kind of drifting back or tempted to do something, at least you understand why you're doing it. And it's easier for you to to fix that issue. Yeah. You can start doing the, the basic principles and, and let's save and let's get out of debt and let's go ahead because we are behind. Let's take it to the next level. Yeah. Have I mean, I have so many friends and connections with 
you know, I'm not a financial advisor, so I don't, you know, sell stocks and bonds or help people structure their money, you know, to help them save tax. I can have those conversations. I'm aware of it. I have it within my community, but I don't actually have those one-on-one. So I always partner with, you know, friends and people in the industry where I can say this person's ready. We've dealt with their mindset. They've been saving their money. They're out of debt. Now they want to save, now they want to save to buy this home. They're ready to, to buy this home. Let me connect you with this person who can help you with that. Now they're ready to start, you know, investing. Let me connect you with this person. Let me help you get that. And we can have those conversations, but I'm passionate about the foundation and the yes. base. That's the start. Um, that's where God told me to sit, and that's where I'm that's where I'm sitting. So I think, you know, even biblically, it talks about I have some scriptures pulled up here. You know, we got a lot of things going on in our communities, a lot of things government a whole bunch to talk about there but it, you know a lot of people talk about um the people with the most money are truly running things and i'm just like that's mm-hmm. not new i was looking at this where it says proverbs 22 and 7 the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is the slave of the lender so it would make mm. sense that the people with the most money are ruling over everything and everybody wealth gained hastily would dwindle but whoever gap gathers little by little will increase well if we do our abc one two three mm-hmm. step saving you're saving little by little and the bible says in proverbs 13 and 11 that it will increase a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children but as soon as wealth is laid up for the righteous it's our responsibility to make sure that we leave an inheritance to our children and our children's children and you know, we talked about this a little bit. We need life insurance. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole listen, that's a whole nother conversation. It's so it's so many layers to it. Is is so much to it, but definitely, you know, this this basic one-on-one, I hope it was uplifting to y'all. We do have time for a quick QA. So if y'all have any questions for Ms. Shakita, please let us know in the chat um, quickly. But I have been blessed <laughs> by this. Um, while we're waiting on questions, if you can, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, while we're waiting for anyone to have any questions, I was going to ask you, have you seen the little picture on the Internet floating around about the power of the penny? It's my I love showing that picture where the no. penny, talking about compound interest. Um, I just, I encourage you all to go to the internet and just look up like the power of the penny or compound interest with the penny and look up the images and you'll see where you, you double your money every day, starting with a penny. And it's like, you'll be amazed how much money that you can save in like 30 days. You'll be like a millionaire. It's, it's just, it's like saving is not hard. We just have to know what to do in yeah. the process to do it. Um, and, Definitely. And, you a blessing to me out you know during the pandemic my job was impacted it was going through a merger um they got rid of my position in the merger i went almost a year without a job i was so blessed so successful with our saving challenges that we do every year that i was able to live for an entire year and keep my same lifestyle wow get a beat everything i was doing before i continued to do it um and then god blessed me uh, i got another position i was able to move um, get, got, you know, almost something like a dream job, a position I've been looking for. I then got pregnant and I had a very difficult pregnancy. I was sick for, Bailey came eight months. I was sick for almost seven of those months, six, seven. Mm-hmm. And I was hospitalized and it was a mess and I piled up thousands, let me just say, yeah. of dollars in medical bills. Yeah. And I had to reach back 
and pay, you know, my medical bills. And so I was able to live an entire year with no job and then only was working for almost two months and then was sick for another six, seven months and got all these medical bills. And of course, my company paid for some, but it was so expensive. I had to pay for a lot. Right. I paid all of that, all based off of just these challenges that we do every year. And now, you know, I know you said something like when you had to pull out your money during the pandemic, you felt it like you didn't want to do it. And that's normal. That's how I felt. But then I was thankful, like, thank you, God, that I even have yeah. to do that. Like, it doesn't feel good to take the thousands and thousands of dollars out. And now I'm starting over and having to adjust my budget and my lifestyle. But yeah. I'm thankful that I had it because what would it look like if I didn't if I didn't have that, you know? Yeah. And that's my biggest thing of today's talk. You know, the platform is to mamas. Y'all, having this cushion is a huge, huge game changer mentally. You know, the whole thing, mom keys to mental peace. You will have so much mental peace with this financial cushion if you can achieve the skills of savings because it's so much in mama life. And, you know, with your medical issues, you know, unfortunately that came up this, these are reality situations that people are in. And like I said, bills are still due. Bills don't care that you're sick. So yes, real, real big. All right. We have a question here. This is your sister. She (laughs) says, Hey, (laughs) Kiara, um, how do I save for my wedding while trying not to spend all my money on Bailey? <laughs> serious question. <laughs> she is so serious. Uh, that's so funny. I would say um, take some of the advice that we talked about today. So I would actually take a moment and do your research. So find out all the details about your wedding, look for your venue, um, have those conversations with the venues, the caterers, the decorators, the wedding coordinator, all these people get a really good estimate of what it's going to cost the grand total for your wedding. So take your time in, in unpacking that. Uh, and, and get a estimated total of about my wedding's going to cost me about throwing a number out there, $30,000, the wedding that I want. Um, and then that's, that's your, that's your number, right? Okay. So how do we break, let's say you want to get, you want to get married in, in two years. So how do we break down that $30,000 over the course of two years? Um, I, I, I want to say $30,000 in two years. How much money is that per month? How much is it going to cost me as my household to save a month? Maybe you can cut that in half between you and your fiance and just work together mm-hmm. would be my advice. Of course, you can take out loans and swipe up the credit cards. Um, that's an option. You can get your family and friends involved. I love having people to to pitch in. I hear about people all the time at weddings and they'll say, you know, I asked my cousin, would they pay for me to have an open bar? She said, yes. Asked my my grandma would they pay for my dress? They said yes. I'm I'm a supporter of getting your loved ones and friends involved as well for taking care of those expenses. Some people like to to gift you and help out that way. Um, but take the same technique that we just shared today. Get your goal together. Figure out your time. Thirty thousand dollars over two years. How much is that each month? I need to save. Maybe split it between you and your fiance, or how much you want to save together, and and really tackle it and do that. Uh, that that may mean you might have to tweak your lifestyle, right? So maybe maybe we don't travel for two years, right? Cut <laughs> um, down how much we're eating out, or maybe we get a second job, or we just get an additional form of income. Uh, you know, to, to so that would be my advice instead of packing up a whole bunch of debt and then going into your new marriage, mm-hmm. a bunch of trying to figure out how to pay it off. 
Um, and Bailey is your niece, so don't worry. <laughs> Bailey's Bailey's good. <laughs> so you don't have Bailey's to- good. That's what I said at the beginning. I know she's overflowed with love. So I'm sure she is good. <laughs> Amazon addiction to Bailey. She's always like, oh, I found this new gadget. You do something. I'm just going to buy it. You pick it up when you come back to North Carolina. I'm like, girl, you are funny. She's a fly lady, so she's living her, her girl mom dreams through you is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, Kiara. Um, If you can, Shakita, share your social media handles. And I know you have a digital product, um, your Millennial Money Mindset. If you want to share how people can get that for more financial tips. Awesome. Yeah. So um, you can go to Amazon and just search my name, Shakita Millett. You'll see my ebook come up. But my ebook is titled Millennial Money Thinking, where unpacks um, our mindset and dealing with our, your relationship with money. It's a quick read, 45 minutes. You'll love it. It's quick, powerful. You'll, you'll love it. You'll go home. You'll tell your family and friends about it. And you'll come back and say, okay, I got to do the work. I'm ready to do the work. Um, you can access the links to my ebook and my financial courses on my Instagram, chiquita.millette. My personal Instagram, those links are on there. You can also go to um, one of the two business pages. So Pretty Different uh, is on my Instagram. You can click on that one and access it. You can also click on Millennial Money Thinking from my ebook and you can get the link there as well. My Facebook, Chiquita Millette, you can also highlight the URL link there and have access to my ebook and my courses. So on all of my social media platforms, you can click on any of those link and links and access it. You can also so just shoot me an email, uh, inbox me, and we can and schedule some time. If you're someone that's like, you know, I kind of have a one-off situation. I really want to have that conversation with you. Get on my calendar. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about your unique uh, situation and and how to help you. I'll, I'll pray with you about it. We'll 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 talk about what's the easiest way. What's God kind of saying to you about your finances? And I, I'll be there cheering you uh, along on your journey as well. All right. Thank you so much, Shakita. This was such a powerful talk. I knew it would be just gems <laughs> dropped all over the place. Um, blessings to you, to your new family, to mommyhood. Welcome again. And thank you so much for being a guest today. I appreciate you. <laughs> I love it. Anytime you need me, I am here and I'm looking forward to your mommy talks every Tuesday going forward. So this was exciting. Yes. Thank you. All right, you all have a good night. Thank you for tuning in with us. Bye.